2: What is going on everybody? My name is Coddard Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going?
1: I'm good, Connor. I'm going to just break the illusion to the audience here for a second, yeah. so I can see you on the video, right? You have yeah. one earbud like dangling around your ear. Every time I, I look at it, I think it's a wasp, and I'm like, <laughs> Connor, look out!
2: <laughs> Are you scared of wasps as well? Because I am terrified. I'm fairly. Ter-
1: I'm terrified of pain. Uh, I I I don't want to be hurt ever if that can be possible.
2: I, I actually have a very Irish story about being stung by... Go for it.
1: No, Go for it. Do it.
2: But, sorry, I just want to make this clear. This is Movie Mondays. We do talk about comic books and movies. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get to But my Irish story is that once when I was younger, I got stung and it was um, at a, a football match. Uh-huh. And I remember being afraid to cause a ruckus or a hassle. So I just quietly dealt with the pain. Just and I think I was through. like nine. And I was like, ah, the lads probably have better things to be doing than listening to me cry. Were, like
1: a bee sting on your eye and just like, no,
2: I'll, man- I'll power through, guys. It, it was on my tongue. Guys, it's fine. No pain, no gain, as they say. But yeah, so this is Movie Monday, Sean, where we kind of... Get to just have a bit of a deep dive into all of the week's movie news. And I will preface this week by saying there is a lot of sequelitis going on. There's a lot of talks and developments about Hollywood maybe thinking, let's not do an original new idea. Let's do another idea we've already done, but this time again.
1: Right. Okay. And presumably there's been long enough of a time that they think they can justify it. But really, Mm. that movie is still fine.
2: It's still fine. Um I do want to start off the episode by saying that if um you are interested in movie reviews, right, anything like that, we are doing reviews over at our Patreon. Um we recently reviewed Superman Returns uh for the month of May, 2006's and
1: answer to Superman. Uh is it br-
2: sequelitis, but not really, I suppose. <laughs> no, kind of Well, it is kind of a sequel, but also a reboot. It's a, whole, it's a We
1: get into it. <laughs>
2: It's fine, but that's over there, we've got a whole host of other movie reviews, Phantom Menace, Batman Begins, it's all over that stuff. Um, if, you, if you're if you interested in that, you can head on over there, the link is down below. But Sean, we are starting this week mm-hmm. with news about a movie that is still in the cinemas currently, but it's got a sequel lined up already. Because right. Cruella 2 is in early development at Disney, with original team expected to return. Yes,
1: oh, it's gosh. finally happening.
2: So I've been waiting for this for minutes. <laughs> minutes
1: since, since I found this story and added it to the Google Doc. Okay, look, I, I've not seen Cruella yet. Um, I haven't gone to the cinema. Haven't paid for premiere yeah. access on Disney Plus because fuck cinemas that only noise.
2: opened. Cinemas only opened in Ireland today
1: today as we're recording this and mm. i i didn't want to be first in the queue to see cruella i couldn't handle I've been that. six
2: times <laughs> since the <this morning>.
1: small <laughs> i've just been on repeat moving through screens <laughs> um, so without knowing like that the ending of cruella presumably given the tone of that movie where she's this kind of anti-hero she's just mm. going to be even more of an anti-hero in the second one or do they do a full redemption for Cruella de Vil and it's an alternate universe where she starts like a dog sanctuary
2: <laughs> and someone uh, there was a very good comment on Twitter and it was just isn't Cruella 2 just 101 donations?" very <laughs> good do point <laughs> a, if you do a prequel and then you do a sequel to the prequel is that not just the first movie
1: well there's a span of time there because Mm, yeah you as you you love attack of the clones revenge of the sith connor sequels to a prequel but are still prequels to the original so in a way cruella 2 could be the attack of the clones of the disney universe
2: Here's the thing, Um, the Disney spokesperson um, has come out, and it has a 97% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, is what I will say at at the minute, right? But mostly what it has done is it's done a really, really good opening. Now, that's a whole host of situations that cinemas weren't open, people are all getting out. It's got a good cast, like Emma Stone is in it, and she's apparently really good in it. Um, well, now, yeah, she's we a good actor, like. like. Yeah, she's quite good at everything. It's not really. The re- I'm shocked by this. But, um,
1: Academy Award winner Emma Stone.
2: <laughs> good at acting? <laughs> what? Um, but what's also interesting about this is that they are very pleased with Cruella's box office success, Sean has said, the right. Disney spokesperson. And in conjunction with its strong Disney Plus access performance to date. So. They're impressed with its box office success and its Disney Plus success. And they've already agreed it a sequel before the first one is even in cinemas for three weeks? When did it come out? Two weeks ago?
1: Two weeks ago, I think. But like in Ireland today, oh, May 28th.
2: Premiered on May 28th. So that was a week ago. <laughs> a week. So it's been out a week. This is a ball boom oh, by Disney, days. by the way, to just say, yeah, because of the money
1: it made, we're definitely going to make another one. Like That's yeah, an on-the-nose way of putting
2: it. And the thing about it is that uh, it's out on Disney Plus at the minute with uh, the same thing that Mulan had, where it's an extra $30 yeah. if you want to access it right now. Um, I would never pay $30 for a Cruella, <laughs> maybe. No, not top Who's of my paying list. that?
1: I don't know. I will probably pay it for Black Widow, but that's mainly because we do this show mm. um, so we can write it off.
2: Uh, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> Tax man. <laughs> but, like...
1: for the Cruella de Vil solo movie, maybe it's me, and maybe I'm not the target audience, that's fine. doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Um, Watching the movie doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Uh, But I'm fascinated at how a sequel to this movie would work, in the same vein of how will Joker 2 work.
2: Yeah, it's a case of I think the first one is like a unique thing that even if we take, we're like now Disney do have a history. We've been messaged several times on Twitter with very kind people saying, "But Disney have a history of doing villains as the main, um, as the main protagonists of whatever story they're going to do." Yeah, that's pretty good, and I I think it's fine if Disney want to do a Cruella movie, even if I don't think it's a good idea. I'm sure it's fine, but when you start doing sequels. I feel like it loses its. Oh, this is cool. Because it's a one off. Wow, let's see Cruella. Then it becomes a franchise that you're just being like, let's do Cruella 4. This time, this one, she might go evil. But we might need a fifth one. So she might not go that evil. So we're just going to leave it. Yeah. Like,
1: where's the. Where's the. Um, I suppose, what do you want to see Cruella accomplish in a Cruella DeVille movie? Um, mm. Presumably, in this first one, it's her. Um, Overcoming people who've been looking down on her and accepting who she is and becoming strong and powerful, that's all grand. When she's already accomplished that in the first movie, what then happens? Like, surely the next one is dog murder. Like, that's her next canonical <laughs> goal. <laughs>
2: that's that's Kevin Feige building the MCU they just have dog murder on a big whiteboard like, we need to get to here somebody write a story that gets us to here
1: weirdly dog murder is the end game <laughs> yes.
2: is that not Thanos no, no that's Infinity War we need dog murder as the end game of this
1: we're thinking 40 films down the line from Thanos buddy <laughs>
2: He, like, taps him on his head. (laughs) Oh, sweet little Charlie, you're a fucking idiot.
1: (laughs) Oh, sweet little Taika Waititi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Now, I will say that Emma Thompson is, of course, involved in this as well. Another Oscar-winning actress. She's pretty good at acting. I don't want to say it too early, but I think she's pretty good.
1: I think she's... Look, she's alright if I... You no, no, she's yeah. fucking amazing.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but she has said that she would be up for writing the second one. She's a screenwriter on this one. Um, and she has already said on the press tour that she'd be very happy to write a second one that's like Godfather 2 style. Um, right. And so she's like... She's... <laughs> what this is this conversation... <laughs> this is mad that they're like thinking, yeah, this is the right way to go about it. But... If you get Emma Thompson to write it and star at it and you get Emma stone back, it's guaranteed money as well, so I can see why they're doing it.
1: I, I, yes, I can see why they're doing it, but I feel at some point all of these like Disney villain movies need to be added into the hat that we do movie reviews on for Patreon because oh, yeah I've not I've, I'll be honest, I'm judging them without having seen them. Maybe they're amazing mm. films, um, but I don't like the concept of them is, is my issue. Um, so, even if Emma Thompson is writing it, like, it's still at its core. I don't want to watch Cruella Deville be sympathetic. She's a cartoon villain. She wants to skin dogs. <laughs> she wants, I, and I can't stress this enough. <laughs> 101. <Is that? laughs>
2: like, 97, she thought, that's not enough. I need more fur. That is what her line of thinking is
1: yeah and like and and I think in the original book she does have an origin and she's still like she's just mean that's her thing characters are allowed to be just mean I don't want to sympathize with everyone I want someone yeah. to hate besides yeah, myself <laughs>
2: Put that on his tombstone. <laughs> I think you'd be a great film critic. <laughs> like, I just need someone to hate this movie besides myself. I want to go to the cinema. I just think, Jez, he's worse than me. And I'm pretty bad.
1: So I'm, I must be doing something right if I'm not him.
2: <laughs> you look at a Thanos. <laughs> or, or like a glorious Bastards and Hitler is there. Like, Jez, this chap's fucking terrible. Does anyone... Shut, better well, Sean isn't looking too bad now, huh? Looking at your, looking at your loved ones, <laughs> huh? Aren't I not too bad now? I just pause um,
1: the DVD and I'm pointing at the screen.
2: See,
1: <laughs> I could be much worse.
2: <laughs> See, if they are going to be doing a Cruella too, Sean, I know you're excited. Two Ella, I actually am. Um, Two Ella, yeah. do they call it Two Ella?
1: Two Ella, and then C R U three L L A for the the third oh,
2: one. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this involves The Rock's Black Adam, Sean. Now, mm. um, it's a movie that we're all very excited about, the fact that uh, The Rock is coming in, and Mr. Dwayne Johnson, he's going to be playing Black Adam, basically perfect casting, can't go wrong. But what DC have done here is that there's been a report this week that the Black Adam producer Danny Garcia has come out and he says that Black Adam will get in his own words many sequels in a long term relationship with DC Sean oh. now what are your thoughts about hearing this first
1: <laughs> I'm my thoughts my thoughts is they really can't wait to say these things can't they not like it's straight away the movie isn't even out the movie is, just give it a week we've seen like an animated teaser trailer kind of thing <laughs> and that's, that's it like we've not seen anything about Black Adam uh, but, and to say that there's like oh there's already all these sequels definitely going to happen just means that it it's building hype and expectations for a movie that might not necessarily live up to them
2: so they're hoping that this movie will has a va- a vast array of source material so they're going to they're going to use that source material those stories to make this first movie subsequent sequels and spin-offs is currently the plan of Black Adam. Now they've already done Shazam. So technically this is a spin-off of Shazam.
1: Yeah, but- I was going to say. <laughs>
2: But they're going to do a spin-off of the spin-off because they're also hoping to introduce um, Hawkman, of course, in this film. He's already lined up. Um, but more so than that, they're hoping to do the Justice Society of America. And they are going to do a Justice Society of America, along with the Justice League, alongside a Black Adam movie and a Shazam movie. And is a Dr.
1: Fate showing up in the Black Adam movie? Dr. Fate
2: movie? is also in this movie, played by Pierce Brosnan, yes.
1: So he will almost definitely have a movie of his own as well.
2: Oh, well, of course. <laughs> but of also, course. Also, uh, Noah Centineo is Atom Smasher in it as well. Right, very good. Why not? Um,
1: <laughs> look, I'm all, I'm all for being excited about a project, but please don't announce we're doing a universe... When it's in a universe already, and yeah. the movie that this spin-off world is based off of hasn't come out yet. Um, yeah. Now, what I will say, we did have a look at the new Shazam suit uh, this week. That came out. That looks really, really good. Um, doesn't sell me on the, the next Shazam movie. But I,
2: I think this, the situation is, I love DC, right? Now, in terms of just as a... I like Marvel, DC, whoever. I like all superheroes. But DC would be my main thing because they've got Batman and I grew up reading Batman comics. But every time they do this, I'm just, like, scratching my head. Like, just... Just do a good movie and don't tell me you've got seven movies lined up. Just tell me you've got one, release it, and then have, like, a little teaser at the end... And not after credits, that's very similar to another company. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> even after, the, just have a moment in the film that's kind of a weird teaser, and afterwards go, hey, we've got this thing in the pipeline, build some excitement that way. Instead of thinking, let's release all seven film ideas we have, create a universe, already have three sequels lined up, and they will be fine. Because although that might work, you've a lot lower chance of success than if you go one by one.
1: Yes, like, and what this, this is like the PR equivalent of the ending of Amazing Spider-Man 2 where you're walking through and you just see all these backpacks that give various supervillains their powers
2: hmm.
1: teasing like, oh we're going to do all of these movies and then none of it happened um, ultimately making that less satisfying, so now Black Adam has to be unreal when it comes out, and maybe it might be um, and hopefully it is um, but then it has to be unreal, and also set up all of these sequels and spin offs.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a lot of pressure for a film to have. And it's not a case of, like, it's not going to make Black Adam worse. I mean, it could. It could have Iron Man 2, where it's trying to set up everything, and then it ends up being bad.
1: It's a but, movie that is a trailer, basically.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Black Adam could be good, but even if it is good, afterwards when I come out of the cinema, I'm not... Oh shit! What are they doing next? I'm like, we've got six more of these. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in.
1: <laughs> Get ready. Like it's, I I I really. This is a bigger conversation about DC comics. Or, uh, sorry the DC movies, but it's like they can never commit to one thing, and they're always looking.
2: But then they overcommit like, to the like. Uh, they either are not committed yeah. or completely overcommitted in terms of like I love you on the first date. <laughs>
1: yes which is why we're still apparently getting a flash movie yeah,
2: like they're either they're, they're either like I'm not that fussed or marry me and you haven't even walked into the the restaurant yet
1: yeah because like some movies they will just fucking drop uh, like yeah. Birds of Prey they just fucking they got
2: rid of that and as that soon was good go, that was that was one of the best <laughs> but you see it didn't make any money so they have to drop it Yeah, but, like,
1: lots of movies don't make all of the money in the opening weekend. It can be a slow burn sometimes, and it can still make Mm. more than a cost, which is the main thing at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I read this, and I just kind of always scratch my head, just being like, why put this on yourselves? Like, why do this to yourself all the time? They just constantly do the same thing, being like, this time, we're going to be right. Yeah, we <laughs> this have time's this. time's going to be the one.
1: It's locked down, guys. Don't worry about it.
2: Like, a few years ago, Aquaman did well. So now we were getting the trench. We're getting oh. Aquaman 2. We're getting all this, like, because Aquaman does well. Fuck. Jump on the bandwagon. We've got nine sequels and spin-offs lined yeah, up.
1: Like, clearly, Aquaman works. So let's just double down on Aquaman. <laughs>
2: It's, just, it's so just infuriating that you've got all these good characters, just make a cool Black Adam film and then make a cool Shazam too, and then put them together and then make money.
1: So what you're doing there Connor is you're making sense.
2: okay. Uh, and That's they want to make it. I dollars. How do I make dollars fast? (laughs) DC are the equivalent of a studio of those ads you see on Google are like, make money at home. (laughs) This man made $30,000 in an hour. Just by sitting and doing a survey. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this is about James Bond. Oh, Jimothy Bond. um, Jimothy Bond. Now, recently, Amazon purchased MGM. And this was a big deal, this was a few weeks ago, and we didn't really cover it, because I looked at it and I thought, Amazon are buying MGM, it's fair enough, but then when I got into it, they are getting James Bond, and what's happened now is that a James Bond writer has come out and stated he's a bit worried, Sean, that Amazon will turn 007 into an MCU-style franchise. And he's not big on that. Now, this is John Logan, who's one of the writers for Spectre and Skyfall.
1: Okay, and I liked Skyfall. Mm. Um, isn't it already kind of a franchise, though?
2: Um, would you describe it as a franchise? Because it I mean, doesn't build... I mean, it builds off the previous... Like, if you've got the same Bond for three movies. But, like, it's not still building for Brosden of what happened in his film? no
1: that's true that is very true um i don't know because i got the like it is a universe though like there is um because judy dench was um in the brosnan
2: era wasn't she um i think so I don't yeah, know. I haven't watched a Brosnan James Bond in so long. Oh, not since Christmas of
1: 06 <laughs> has he graced the, our screen. You know what? That's
2: probably pretty close. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but, well, Judy Dench M. Because I want to see. Because, like, th- I feel like there are certain things in those movies that just kind of fucking carry over. Uh, yeah, she was M um, in Gold <clears> tonight. <throat> oh, there you go. Yeah. So, like, it's... It, it's like they are connected. There's also talks of, um, I forget her name, but she was uh, the lady who shot James Bond at the start of Skyfall. Uh, mm, yes. Who became Moneypenny. She was to get her own spin-off, wasn't she,
2: at some point? I think at some point that was in the, yeah, that was in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, or there's meant to be another another agent roaming around the world.
2: But we, like, what, what John's issue here is that he's kind of come out saying that MGM, they're a family business that have carefully nurtured and shepherded James Bond through all these changing times. And this is his worry, shot. Right. I'm going to say it to you. Right? He, he's worried that the Am- the Amazon overlords, they'll come in and they'll use analytics to decide every decision instead of letting it up to MGM. Can they take it over? And so he says, what happens when a focus group reports that they don't like Bond drinking martinis? Or killing quite so many people? And that English accent is a bit alienating. So could we have more Americans in the story for marketability? He's... go on.
1: One of Amazon's most successful shows is The Boys. That's true. Who's uh, with Carol Urban uh, playing Cockney Billy Butcher. Uh, Lots of killing in that show. Uh, They are not averse to that kind of thing.
2: I would say that, but his main problem is that Bond... Now, he's, of course, biased, but he has said that he fears that Amazon will eventually take 007 in the same direction as Star Wars and the MCU, removing everything about the property that makes it unique and instead bringing in a bit of that Disney magic, that bit of blandness that you have. Now, we're all against disney on everything they try to make everything PG-13 and make it nice to the masses now I would agree with his point to a certain extent but James Bond has not been very good <laughs> for a long time so surely doing something different might be actually a better idea yeah th-
1: we are big fans of uh, a channel on YouTube uh, Movies Up Mikey um, mm. he made a great video essay about maybe Bond should change like There's a lot of things about Bond that simply do not work. Like they were wrong at the time that he was created and they're wrong now. Um, Mm. His relationship with all women he meets, for example. His relationship
2: with all men that he meets.
1: Just his toxic personality and he never changes. Like he never differs from that character at all. Maybe he should. Maybe that's an interesting way of telling a
2: story. And to be honest with you Casino Royale is so good because he changes and he learns and you see growth in the character that like he star Daniel Craig starts off that movie as a different person than who he is when he ends the film and that's why that movie is kind of revered as like oh that's a good bond movie because we get to see him grow whereas everything else is just like I'm the best Oh no! I've been captured. Don't worry, I'm the fucking best.
1: <laughs> I've got this fucking solved. <laughs> I've got this figured out. Don't you worry. Uh, like it's it, it makes. Yeah, but then in Skyfall they do this whole thing where it seems like Bond is going to hang up his hat because that whole movie is about how Bond is too old for this shit. Basically, um, yeah. he's 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 a uh, he's the
2: Riggs uh, and murta
1: He's the Riggs and the murta He's a fossil of MI6, basically. Um, and then at the end. He just goes back to his job in MI6. Like, it, it, there's no growth in that movie. Um, so maybe, maybe, and like, look, Daniel Craig will eventually finish as soon as No Time to Die is released. Eventually. Uh, which, will that happen if Amazon just buys it?
2: Imagine they bring him back. <laughs> he's been so done all he wants to do is be Benoit Blanc and everything just keeps happening that this movie was meant to come out in 2019 and then it got pushed back and he's just like now Amazon come in and go we'll give you 7 billion dollars if you do one more movie and he's like oh
1: fuck's sake do you think he'd do it for 7 billion or would he has he made enough and is too done with it now
2: he he got 140 for the last two films and so I think it would have to be more than a hundred and forty to get him back again. So I think you're looking at five hundred mil before he even considers it.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's <laughs> so fucking done with it. Um, look, if look, th- this screenwriter's concerns. It is all always uh, nerve wracking when a big company takes over a franchise, um, because big companies make the worst things, uh, basically, True. um, so. I get where he's coming from. I don't think James Bond um, being changed or moved into a more modern mindset, um, a more broadly appealing mindset, maybe would be a bad thing. Um, I also, but I because what think you're
2: doing now is it working? Yeah. I don't think.
1: I don't think so. Certainly not for me. I'm not a big James Bond fan um, at all. Um, but. I also don't think just because it's going to the likes of Amazon doesn't mean it's going to be overly sanitized um, or like you're. it's still going to be like the, the things that Amazon make, the boys, Jack Reacher, Invincible, like some of those things are pretty fucking uh, grim and gruesome and miserable so you can still have the, the action-packed Bond that you love but maybe, you know, 70% of the women he interacts with don't die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the other ones don't get captured. Uh,
1: mm, very good. Mm, very good.
2: Interesting.
1: It's like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm I, I'm more interested in James Bond now that Amazon own him.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like they should do so mad. Like, I think they should do the opposite of what this guy is saying. And instead, whatever they were doing, just rip it that up. And go, okay, let's try something mad because James Bond is a name that's gonna live forever anyway. Yeah. Like it's in it's in culture. Like James Bond, 007, it's fine. If you do something mad, people are gonna be like, Oh well that's the end of Bond. Nobody's gonna remember him.
1: In my opinion, the best Bond movie is Kingsman. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) It's
1: pretty great, isn't it? Yeah, like it's it's spies and it's it's action, but it's fucking different, and that's why that's why I like it.
2: Would you like to watch a Bond movie where he's like a proper detective, like he's he's like Batman solving a case? Oh my
1: God, give me like I think 90- I've just described
2: Benoit Blanc.
1: <laughs> I think you have, but like do James Bond, but set it during like the Prohibition era.
2: Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I want, like, like a Humphrey Bogart type. <laughs> like he's trying to solve murders, and then he and then at the end you find out he committed them, but he's got double. Double identity, man. That classic double identity, like double identity up. plot <laughs> twist that you don't see coming.
1: And, and then in the second movie, triple identity.
2: <laughs> Disney still haven't written back to me,
1: <laughs> but I keep giving
2: them gold.
1: Guys, okay, so what if in Cruella she had one hundred and one identities? <laughs>
2: each one a different breed of dog okay here we go I'm going to list them out I will now list
1: dogs for you Disney
2: you get to like 20 you're just like um, Labrador again <laughs> different Labrador
1: Labrador cross crossed with oh, Labrador <laughs>
2: um, so yes they are going to they're, they're worried that they're going to change up James Bond but I feel like that might be for the better let's see what happens
1: yeah, and let's, let us I don't know, maybe this will be the James Bond that I like will be the next
2: one. Maybe, maybe, it, it, ha- it hasn't been good since Casino Royale and Skyfall maybe. Yeah, like, the, like most of Skyfall is grand. <laughs> yeah, Casino Royale really good though. Really good. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news Sean and it is news of another prequel. I told you it was a very prequel sequel week. It is, and, it is. I mean, I, I will say we still have two more stories of sequels and prequels to go. So right. so is this yeah. the prequel
1: news to the next news, which is also about prequels?
2: Technically, yes, but no. I see what you're doing, but I'm not allowing it. <laughs> I'm so um, because because it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a prequel lined up here, Sean, that is about a movie we all know. It's got Russell Crowe. We know Russell Crowe is getting Gladiator sequels. Yeah, but what about his other Phillips? He was in. So now we have a prequel coming up for Master and Commander. It's happening at Twentieth Century Studios. Oh,
1: interesting. Um, Not to not to cut the news short. Have you seen Master and Commander? Yes. Oh, thank God, because I haven't. So you just run with it's, this. I'll be in the background, I'll offer some commentary. No, it's
2: it's a pretty good one. It's it's really <laughs> The mo- mm. um it's got Cat- Russell Crowe and he plays a captain. Captain and he actually plays a guy called Jack, if I remember correctly. Captain Jack. Um and he Captain Jack, I can't remember his second name, uh but it might sound an A. But he's in pursuit of a French war vessel on right. the open water, Sean. And oh. Paul, Paul Bettany's in it as well, would you believe? Fucking hell. And I do like ships mm. and pirates and stuff. Now, I will say, for a man who hosts a movie podcast, the, um, it made $211 million, which is fine, but was nominated for 10 Oscars. So, Interesting. I mean, are you good at this or not? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Ah, um, oh, you see, this is
1: the thing, because it's about the Napoleonic Wars, Connor. <laughs> Everyone knows. I'm more familiar with the foundation of the new world kind of scenario. Of
2: course, of course everyone knows that's your back tattoo. So,
1: uh, also when you said Master and Commander, I thought of the Rocketeer, which is a completely different film.
2: Different. But. It's a different film.
1: Uh, okay, so in Master and Commander, Russell Crowe's character, yes. presumably yeah. he's. Uh, it came out in 2003, so he's a younger man at that point.
2: He's got a bit of long hair. He's, okay. he's got that Russell long hair. Uh, yeah, ponytail. Okay. I, well, does he tie it up? I suppose he does. Depends on the scene, Sean. Depends on the
1: scene. <laughs> Whatever the scene calls for, he if will adapt. You get
2: that hair, if he's get that hair out of his face and he's in the middle of a war, yes. So,
1: in like, does he can he still be the same character in a prequel or is that just like or does it just have to be all new and just tied into master and commander some loose way
2: so the story of the prequel is that it is is going to be about a young a younger uh, captain as he explores his first time being on the ship and so it's his first mission so we're going to follow him on his first mission Sean I mean you're all interested in boats it's Pirates of the Caribbean, but Ted Oscars. I just want
1: to say, um, there's. I know exactly why this movie is being made. I, I figured it out because during the lockdown, sea shanties became incredibly popular. <laughs>
2: and it's just like, yes, this is the time, guys. Now Finally. we're in it.
1: Like it could have just been a, a random uh, script for. Oh, here's a, here's a bunch of. Uh, Ships doing and stuff, and it's like, oh, we can put Master and Commander's name on that.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I de- It's based off books as well. That um, so it's it's actually based off a book series by Patrick O'Brien, um, called Master and Commander, and so um, his he does have a prequel book. So, it's going to be following a young uh, Jack Aubrey, who's the name of um, Russell Crowe. He's going to be given his first command that also explores how his friendship with his naval surgeon, Paul Bettany, begins. Right. And right. So, it's because it would... <laughs> I like how they have to say this in the news story. Because it would be a prequel to the 2003 movie, it's more than likely that new actors <laughs> will be playing Aubrey and Maturi.
1: Right, so... The new question then is, who is a young uh, Russell Crowe and a young Paul Bettany?
2: Mm, okay. Um, young Russell Crowe. He's got blonde hair. He does, he's does. he got a bit of a Hemsworth as Thor tied up hair vibe about him. But I don't know if he... Who could play a young Russell Crowe is the question. Yeah, um, uh, Wyatt Russell. He might be pretty good. Oh, he's not bad. He's not That's bad. not bad. But he's got too much of a punchable face though.
1: That is true. That is very true. And we and we also have to think it's a it's a Russell Crowe, a young Russell Crowe, but like a young younger than two thousand and three Russell Crowe. How how many um, years beforehand is the prequel set?
2: Um it's a younger character it doesn't say how many years it's set. Right, so it okay. just says it's a it's a younger version of the character. So they could go ten years, twenty years, maybe six months. What's
1: Alden Ironreich doing? <gasps>
2: What? He, but he's too busy doing all of Harrison Ford's discography. not discography, filmography. He,
1: <laughs> he, he looks like a man who can tie up his hair depending on the situation.
2: <laughs> he could. He could. And Paul Bettany's a tough one to cast because yeah. I don't know if anyone looks like Paul Bettany.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to think and like. Uh, I, I, Ed Gamble, the comedian. <laughs> yes,
2: this is Ed's big break in Hollywood. <laughs> it's going to be in the Master and Commander break first film out. Just go big or go home.
1: I think so. Or like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who you, maybe they, maybe just, just completely change it up. It's animated now. Mm.
2: I, I think that this movie could I mean it was a big film back in the day. Now there is a lot of people that say it's boring. Um, it wouldn't. It got nominated for ten Oscars, so it probably is a little boring. But it's it's grand. I mean, I if I remember correctly, I haven't seen it in quite a few years. But from what I remember, it's grand. I okay. cu- I could be wrong. Well, that's a that's a that's a ringing endorsement,
1: Connor. I really want to watch it now.
2: Yeah, I I think you should go watch it right now. You tell me what you think, and think do I need to see more of these characters as a younger generation? Running time one hundred and thirty eight minutes. I can crank oh. that out in an hour. That's every MCU movie.
1: <laughs> Just and this surely is as up my alley as the MCU is. <laughs>
2: They're going to be doing a prequel. I just feel like um, you bring in... Who do you get in to direct it? I mean, Taika Waititi? Um, he's doing a Blackbeard
1: TV series. Oh, no, he's playing Blackbeard oh, he in a pirate TV series, which he might also be directing. I don't know.
2: Uh, do you think pirates are like... Not pirates, but like movies set at, at sea, I <laughs> should say. Yeah. Are are they big anymore? 2003, they were pretty big.
1: I, well, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came out in 2003. 2003? Uh, so, you had I, that double wabby. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. Yeah, the one with all the ghost pirates, and then this one with yeah. Russell Crowe and Paul <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> about the Napoleonic Wars.
2: <laughs> Your favourite wars.
1: Second favourite. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're, um, I think, I think that they're certainly going to look good. Um, I don't know if you've watched uh, Black Sails at all. Um, I haven't. It's a, it's a show about pirates, and it's the best... Okay. Connor, it's...
2: I know you like pirates.
1: Yeah. I, I, there's two things you know for sure in this world, is mm. that I love pirates, uh, and you love Batman. That Those are two no, things. No, I, th-
2: I was going to say, you also love National Treasure 2, Book I of Secrets.
1: National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets, correct.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. If National Treasure 3 can be tied into the Master and Commander prequel, I'm just saying... Like, Russell
2: Crowe, bring him back... Oh, I would watch a movie with Russell Crowe, Nicolas Cage double act as they try to solve crimes. What if I think that's go on.
1: Nicolas Cage travels through time, interviews an older Russell Crowe who tells the story of a younger Russell Crowe um, in some kind of (laughs) master and commander style setting.
2: Is that the kind of? Is that the Notebook, <laughs> but at sea? i again not <laughs> or Titanic. The Time Traveler's Wife, perhaps. <laughs> the time wife. You'd have to bring in Mac Adams if you're if you're doing any time traveling. Rachel's coming in.
1: That's it. That's it. That's why she's in Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, everyone knows. Um, so we're going to move on. <laughs> um, you you gave me Master, Master and Commander. Commander
1: news. I am trying my best. I,
2: yeah, I love. I love when we talk about a movie you haven't seen. (laughs) And I'm like, Sean, what are your thoughts?
1: It's like, oh... And it's just, it's just a monkey clanging some
2: symbols in my head. Now, I do have a movie that you might like, Sean, and that oh. is a Seth Rogen film that he's working on. It's a reboot of a movie that happened in 1991 and maybe 94 because it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot movie from Seth Rogen is on its way, Sean.
1: Didn't this movie also happen in, like, 2005 and 2012? It
2: was, two, it was 2007 was the animated one, and uh, 2012 was the... the Johnny um, Knoxville one. No, uh, yeah, it's the Johnny Knoxville, Stephen Amell is in the second one, and Megan yeah. Fox.
1: Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah. yeah, Stephen Amell is Casey Jones. A reboot? Really? Why? What? Justify that to me.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not a producer on the on the thing, but... Well, why not, doing, They're rebooting the franchise in 3D. Oh. But it's heading to the cinema screen, Sean, because it was 2D before. Now it's 3D. These characters no longer flat. We had that animated show from, you know, like, 20... Well, actually, I think there's always been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it's like Power Rangers.
1: So there's just to keep doing new ones.
2: Yeah, and so Seth Rogen is producing it through his Point Grey Pictures production banner. Um, and they're basically going to be redoing the uh, an animated TMNT film. Now, it's not said if um it's going to be based on the 2018 to 2020 series. There was also a series that ran from like 2012 to 2017, and then there was also a series that ran from like 2003 to 2012. So Right. It's a case of they might just pick the newest one or you could just do a completely new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film.
1: Or you do a really faithful adaptation of the very gruesome Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic.
2: Oh right. So now, you do have a lot to go off of there. Would you prefer if they based it off of um, something, say in regards to what's on I don't know, Cartoon Network at the minute, in regards to the 2020 series, mm-hmm. or if they're going to reboot it it's going to be animated, so it's not live action. So it's not going to be Michael Bay in 2014. Um, Do you feel like there is an audience there if you do an animated TMNT film? I do think so.
1: I think it's it's really weird because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles started out as uh, a fairly bloody ninja comic. um, And then it got really sanitized and became a kid's property. And I don't know if you can transition back to the bloody violent one. I think you have to just stay with fairly family friendly, maybe some rude turtle jokes every so often.
2: Yeah, but I do think I think my favorite series now this might just be because it was kind of targeted at me, but there's a, a 2003 to that 22003 to 2008 series. I really like that one. The animation I I also think is very good mm. in that. Um But that wasn't... That was, like, a level above. So the 90s one is obviously campy. It can't be fun. And Michelangelo's a party dude. And all that. And so... And and so on. (laughs) And so on, you know the others. (laughs) Um, And so... The the three one, I felt like, was a bit more aimed towards people who were, like... Say, in the 10... Maybe 8 to 14 range. Rather than younger. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of came across better. So... I quite enjoyed the fact that they brought out the two thousand and seven film, but it was based off the animated series that not everyone had seen, so everyone was kind of like who the f- why is why is Leonardo gone on holiday for a year why does why does everybody hate each other i don't understand um and so I think you just reboot it have a brand new version. Go all in and make the animation look really good. There's loads of really good animated animated movies these days. Yeah, just put it out and have a brand new franchise because that's built in. There's always some kids that love this shit.
1: Exactly. Like if it, oh my god, if you had like what do you do, you get Phil Lord and Chris Miller on board. I mean, I mean already. Go on. You do Spider Verse, but it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. How does that not work? How is that not I get- like?
2: You're not, you're not going to like this, but I'm pretty sure the 2007 season of it is they go-to-the-future <laughs> of the animated show.
1: Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so
2: that's a bit Spider-versy. There's time travel involved in that. Yeah, so like,
1: I, I just think, because cause we've seen the, the one with Stephen Amell and Megan Fox in it. It's that, you know, there are these big turtley monsters. The Honking. whole thing is... Hulking, the whole thing is set at night in the rain, uh, mm. and we've seen that. Give me something fun and cartoony now. That will be amazing.
2: You think fun and cartoony?
1: I fun, wasn't going to go fun like... Fun and cartoony, but like grim and gritty stories. <laughs>
2: You were like Michelangelo dancing above a dead body, my dudes. I, John, <laughs> something's I to, happened.
1: I want the cow a bummer line from when he meets yeah, Batman. From,
2: from my uh, that's my Twitter uh, <laughs> heading. That's yeah. the one pinned. It's uh, when the Batman is in the TMNT comics and they go back to Crime Alley, and Batman's like, "This is the alleyway where my parents died." And Michelangelo goes, "Cow a bummer, my dude." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I want out of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles content.
2: <laughs> I want Michelangelo to never take it seriously. Donatello, he's a smart dude. He's good with machine Sean. You probably know this already. I'm familiar. i Raphael. Cool but rude. Uh, yeah, I, I, see, I like him, but I don't like him. That's the one, thing.
1: If only there was some kind of leader of the group. <laughs> Master Splinter
2: a rat <laughs> do, you, do you go shredder straight away or do you introduce like krang or someone else uh,
1: what a, well first we need the bebop and rocksteady uh, prequel movies where we learn their origins <laughs> uh, after that then krang <laughs> and then shredders like the thanos figure at the end
2: Yes, and but they all get their own movie. We're never introduced to the Turtles until the last film in the series. And they come in in the last five minutes and Shredder's like, this is the one, I'm definitely going to destroy the universe. And they're like, not so fast. Like, who the hell are these guys? They're yes. ruining the protagonist's story.
1: Very like uh, Venom <laughs> at the minute. Very
2: <laughs> like Venom. Um, look, Seth Rogan's involved. I'm sure it'll be good. I, I hope it's... I, I have a secret love of TMNT, so I hope it's really good. Because, I mean, it's probably not going to be at all, so I'm not going to get my hopes
1: Don't so. get your hopes so We learned this with Portal last week. I, I've 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 dropped all hope for that project.
2: Yeah. Um, so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this is about a film that is in cinemas as we speak. Peter um, Rabbit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Peter When did that come out? 20, 2014?
1: No, there's a Peter Rabbit movie in cinemas at the minute, dude. Is there? I think it's a sequel to the 2014 one. It, it, with Donald Gleeson? Is he in that one? Peter, uh, are you thinking of... The, what's the one? Watership Down? No, um, am I Am I thinking of Pearl Harbor? The I film? Th- are you thinking of Master and Commander? I think I am, yes. Again. Yeah, P- Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway.
2: No. Oh, fuck. He got away. <laughs> oh, no, Peter. <laughs> oh, shit. Dinner is rude. Oh, where's Peter? <laughs> Dinner's rude. <ruined. laughs> Looks, we're like, we're having ham, lads. Oh <laughs> uh, <Fine>. no.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, look, I, I started that f- sentence by saying it's in cinemas at this time, but you cut me off before I pulled the rug and oh. said, Or oh, it would have been, Sean, because I have a new cinematic universe is in the works at oh, Universal, Sean. Oh, at
1: Universal. Oh, fa- yeah. we're big fans of any Universal Cinematic Universe.
2: Exactly. And so this universe is based off one of the highest grossing films of all time. Of all time. Top all 10. All time. Easy. Avatar. Jurassic World Cinematic Universe is in the works at Universal. Heard
1: this. Did hear this. Yes.
2: Uh, you know what?
1: I'm not mad at it because it's an established universe. Like, it's established that there's a bunch of history there already. Several films happened. I also Mm. heard a big rumour about a tie in with a certain other very successful universe.
2: Well, would that universe involve Brum Brum and Bald Men?
1: (laughs) My Scar Band, (laughs) correct.
2: (laughs) <laughs> um, so yes and um, the rumour is that not only are they going to be doing a Jurassic World universe that they're building out now if anyone remembers at the end of the last one um, is that they released them into the wild and then the whole world was going to be dinosaurs it's a whole thing it was all going to be Jurassic World it's in the name
1: yes it was a, it was quite the Jurassic World by mm. the end of it um, mm, exactly and, I again, we're not sure if that was the right move. Just release the dinosaurs. Um, we've all seen uh, Planet of the Apes, haven't we? And look what happened there.
2: That, that went well, did it? Um, I just want to confirm, that went, yeah, that went well. Great for
1: the apes. Oh, for the humans. the
2: apes. Oh,
1: you're not going to like this, Connor. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Go on. Uh, so
2: a- Sorry, just really quickly. Apes, a lot smaller than dinosaurs as well. Just when we really put it down.
1: Yeah, le- le- less, uh, le- less uh, you know, massive mouths full of sharp teeth. Uh, and mm. I'm talking massive, like, biggest things to have ever existed.
2: I'm talking you are fucked. Unless you are in heels, you are dead. <laughs>
1: or unless you had some kind <laughs> of, I don't know, Cuban NOS charge supercar.
2: <laughs> it's that. Unha- some sort of, you know, just. It, like, you want to go to space, but you also want to fight a dinosaur. God,
1: like, what I need from this crossover with Fast and the Furious and Jurassic World, um, I'm not sure if we actually said it out right. Um, they
2: are going to be doing a Fast and Furious... Well, they're not going to be, but the rumour is that they're thinking of doing a Jurassic World Fast and Furious crossover.
1: Like, what I want is that, like, La Familia is one of the last holdouts of humanity and they have these like Mad Max style cobbled together cars that they use to fight dinosaurs. (laughs) But why? (laughs) Because they released everyone at the end of Jurassic World. But surely once you do that movie, there's no going back. Like, you can't just go back to, oh, it's a theme park and there's dinosaurs. No more of that.
2: <laughs> Chris Pratt is back. <laughs> he's like, guys, keep them in the cages. It's real dangerous.
1: Like, yeah, is, yeah Chris Pratt is like, you know, in, in this universe, he's reviled as like a devil-type figure because yeah. he released all the dinosaurs at the end.
2: Well, I mean, he didn't do it, but... No, but mean, he was he's a, the
1: main character.
2: So yeah, he's one of the protagonists from the story. So Vinny's not going to like him. I did, will the. I I want to put this subtly, hmm. but will the day that we see a car face off against the dinosaur be the day that cinema dies? I want to hear what
1: Scorsese has to say about it because <laughs> he was very vocal on some certain comic book movies, but when a non-comic book movie can get that fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Where's the line, (laughs) Marty? (laughs)
2: Look, (laughs) Marty's the one man. We're looking to you, Marty. (laughs) Tell us. Um, The thing is that, I mean, cinema, I would feel like this is um, a Black Mirror sketch that they knew this was happening, that we would eventually get to the point where we would run out of so many ideas that Fast and Furious would be thrown in with Jurassic Park slash World and we'd have to have a crossover that nobody needs, but they both make a billion dollars each. Fuck it, let's throw them together, we'll make two billion dollars. I like,
1: uh, as much as it's like, oh, it's it's just throwing two successful properties, it's the Alien versus Predator scenario. Um, Exact same. You want to tell me you wouldn't, like, watch Two Jurassic, Two Furious, or whatever (laughs) it's called. (laughs)
2: Two Jurassic! You know what? Fuck it, I would. You would. I mean, but, but just because Vin Diesel is super powered, and I want to figure out a way that he will write that script, because you know he's involved heavily. Oh, yeah. He's going to figure out a way to write that script so he looks tough against a dinosaur. And I don't know how he's going to do that.
1: What's the next one you could fold into? It has to be like Kong and Godzilla.
2: But you see, it has to be owned by Universal, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, shit. they own the two of them. So, it would ha- what else do Universal own? Do we know off the top of our heads? Do they own
1: Master and Commander? That's the real question uh, that's, here.
2: That's the, if Fast and Furious are fucked if it goes to the sea. Unless <laughs> they become... A, like, it's hardly in boats. It's hard- not going nuts. Sure, it's hardly it's in boats, <laughs> Did you say nuts or nuts?
1: I said both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, movies, uh, Universal Pictures, this is going to... Okay, hang on. I found a list of all their franchises... I need man. the biggest
2: ones I, d- I don't want to sh- fuck around we're talking Jurassic Park Fast and Furious here
1: Doolittle uh, oh shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> Doolittle versus a dinosaur I would fucking watch Doolittle
1: versus a dinosaur not bad yeah because he, he's the one man who could conceivably do it yeah. um, you have what else is here uh, James Bond oh shit uh, but
2: they were bought by Amazon, weren't they?
1: Well, yeah, they only had the international distribution for James Bond, oh, but I thought that okay, would have been nice. Um, hang on, let me... Because I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the 2000s. Gladiator.
2: Oh, shit. You're putting a... a think of a dinosaur, one end of the Coliseum. You have Vinnie Dean as Mustang on the other side. Russell Crowe, third side... It's a circle, so there's so many sides, Sean, don't worry about it. <laughs> there's too many and sides. He's swinging a sword, he's all cocky, he's like, this is going to be a fucking no bother to me. Oh, these two lads don't know what they're doing.
1: Okay, I'm going to list a couple now that I think are uh, big hitters. And we have to pick the best one. The mummy. Uh, okay. Pretty good. Eight
2: Mile. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the dinosaur's going to get... Th- the dinosaur is gonna get a rap battle is that what you're telling me i think so they also do actually have master and commander <laughs> fucking yes yes
1: and connor i think you'll like this one dawn of the dead
2: i don't think a dinosaur would win against zombies
1: zombie dinosaur versus don toretto
2: See, Don wins all of them. There's no Don's never losing. Like he's played by Vinny D. That's
1: true. That is very true. Yeah, I I mean, and then I'm I'm keeping I'm going through it here. Yeah, we have the Grinch. That's probably not great. Mm. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry.
2: Chuck of Earl Larry against Russell Crowe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let me just pick one random one in glorious bastards. There we go. That's
2: a good one. That's a good I think this could be universal could just throw a dart at a dartboard, put a load of properties up there, fuck it, let's see what happens.
1: It's like that list that they have in Cabin in the Woods and they're just picking like who goes up against yeah. Fast and Furious next.
2: Yeah, because nobody can beat them. Like the number one choice was dinosaurs. Let's put them up against the dinosaur, see who wins. But when they win out, when they rub rub around and somehow survive, I don't know how it's going to work. But Don Toretto catches a car in that trailer, so at that st- at this stage, he's super powered.
1: Oh yeah, like he is, he is peak human, um, and he's a versus peak dinosaur, presumably.
2: And he would write the script that the rock dies immediately. Oh. <laughs> when it- we're in like five minutes and the rock runs away like crying because don't they have that weird rule that
1: they have to be punched an even amount of times in the script yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> there has to be a situation that they can't be seen to be weaker than the other
1: yeah i just found the best pairing for a fast and the furious movie okay the flintstones
2: <laughs> so, we're, what we're talking is y- Yabba 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 Tabba doo, Yeah right? But he comes up against Cuban Nos but his feet are fucking flying along the ground. The,
1: like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you have to do, they have to run the car uh, with their they feet, have to right? Run the car. But the start of the movie is that there's a race, and Don Tredder easily wins, but he uses up all of the Cuban Nos in the process. Yeah. And then he has to learn, he has to get back to what driving's really about. Family,
2: running, running, <laughs> driving is really about <laughs> running. <And laughs> Maybe he's like really bad cardio. Don is so unfit. He's like, <sighs> Jez, I can't keep up with him. Jez, I've never had quick.
1: to. to jazz, lads,
2: <laughs> I've never had to actually stand up. I'm always sitting in this seat.
1: So uh, I think that would be a good pairing. Just seeing them in a Flintstones world trying to drive around <laughs> and have races. Uh,
2: by the way, that started with Jurassic World having a universe, but devolved quickly into Fantastic Four. Not Fantastic Four. Fast and Furious, I should say. Fast and Hopefully theories. not Fantastic Four.
1: No, we can't take another one.
2: <laughs> no, not again. Um, so we're finishing off this week, Sean, with our first look teaser that we got about Michael Keaton's new Batsuit oh, in the yeah. Flash movie. Um, so recently, um, Andy Muschietti, who is the director of the Flash, he revealed our first look at the return of Michael Keaton's bat suit. Now, this was kind of rumoured that Keaton was in, and then they said, oh, he's not in it, and then we kind of see, uh, like... On-set photos of them sneaking some man who was the same height and build as (laughs) Michael Keaton (laughs) into the set, dressed as Batman. And so, um, recently, Muschietti posted an image of the actor's chair from the set of The Flash with the name Bruce Wayne on the front. He has now further teased Keaton's return by posting yet another set image of the actual Batsuit, specifically the familiar Batman logo on the chest with the classic yellow background that we've seen in the 92 Batman Returns.
1: Yes, and what if it's all a big rug pull and it's actually Kilmer?
2: You're thinking Kilmer. They brought like, Ke- Ke- they brought Keaton in but to coach Kilmer on how to play yeah. Batman.
1: Kil- yeah, Kilmer went insane and thought he was Keaton. Uh, and <laughs> he was just like, okay, we'll, we'll run with this, I guess.
2: <laughs> Which does pose the idea that now Michael Keaton, we know for sure, he's in this Flash film. And it was confirmed, and then it was the classic Hollywood of, I don't know what you're talking about, he's definitely not in this. And then now he is.
1: Just on a similar note, did you hear, like, only the other day, Oscar Isaacs got confirmed as Moon Knight?
2: Um, Yeah, I did, yeah. (laughs) But but it's like, yeah, we kind of knew already. We knew all this Uh, already. (laughs) But the thing about this is that they have Keaton in to the Flash. It's going to be Flashpoint. But Mm -hmm. coming out of Flashpoint, you've got an older Batman there... Keaton's already in he's coming back for the crack so (laughs) what I'm saying to you Sean is Batman Beyond is it in the works DC are too busy concentrating on Black Adam 7 they might not have taken the eye off the ball Batman Beyond is sitting there
1: that's true just sitting there waiting to be plucked from animated glory and thrust kicking and screaming onto the big screen
2: just just really rude it i want to absolutely fuck it up but you can't if you have keaton in already that is like you've already guaranteed perfect casting one role and you're only casting two roles
1: that is true that is very true but connor you you've told me often never have hope about a project you like being done faithfully
2: Never, Um, and so what the director has said um, at the minute is that Ben Affleck, not Ben Affleck I should say, um, Keaton's Batman um, will have an important role in the film but he's also said that Ben Affleck will be back as Bruce Wayne for the Flash movie, and he said that he also has a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie so it's interesting to see like they're going to reintroduce um Barry Allen's and Bruce Aff- uh, Ben Affleck's Wayne and so like they're going to be friends in this? Were they good in the Justice League? Did you like that banter? B- 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 not really. Uh what's your superpower? I'm rich. Yeah,
1: that's what Batman would say, definitely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he he walks a weird line between being incredibly jokey and dull as fuck that whole movie. Um <laughs> Like, I, I, look, I, it's cool to see Keaton coming back. I will say that because um, seeing an old Batman is something we haven't really gotten. Like Ben Affleck was meant to be a, a Batman who had gotten on in years, um, but he was still like built like a fridge and just like unbeatable in combat. Yeah. So
2: and he's it, crawling along walls or on the ceiling. Do you see that? He's, he's he, fighting gravity. He's headshotting aliens. We all love he's, he's all over the place. I mean, he's so good. Uh, but yeah, if if you, it's very cool seeing the Keaton suit. And yeah. this is just our first image that, like, it was brought back, and you just kind of get this feel, like, oh shit. Will they put him in the suit, or is it going to just be a case that it's in, like, one of the glass things at the side?
1: I think it's in a glass case, and Keaton. I think they're going to do wheelchair-bound Bruce Wayne. Um,
2: Interesting Wheelchair
1: I think so Like like from the From Batman Beyond um, He's he, not
2: in a wheelchair In Batman Beyond He is isn't he No he's not
1: <laughs> Hang on a minute Hang on Bruce Wayne wheelchair As a man who
2: owns Battle Beyond a DVD You are googling What I'm telling you
1: <laughs> No 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 I Not when he breaks his spine None of that Where the Where <laughs>
2: Where did I see a thing of old Bruce Wayne in a wheelchair? <laughs> You're thinking, and this is going to... Justice League epilogue, season three, episode something, is when you have an older Terry McGinnis and he's 30. That's and you it. see Bruce Wayne when he's like 107. And he goes back to when he's in a wheelchair dead.
1: I think they're going to do that.
2: <laughs> You're thinking they're going to skip all of the interesting bit of Baba Beyond and move straight to epilogue.
1: Yes. That's call it me a liar it feels like you're
2: just backtracking on a mistake you've made and you're doubling down
1: no 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 He's Michael Heaton's <laughs> going to be 107 in this movie uh, uh,
2: so mean to Michael he's looking well you no know, he's looking great he's looking fucking deadly
1: but I'm just saying he's an actor you know he's multi-academy award has he won an academy award I'm going to stop talking before I keep digging holes
2: <laughs> I think look I think it's really interesting that they're doing this will this Flash movie be good Sean
1: it will be interesting to see how it turns out.
2: That's not a yes, nor a no. I'm going to need a definite yes or no, and we will hold it to you.
1: Oh, it will be... It will be. It will be.
2: It, no, no, this is not a poetry. I think us of the listeners... We we look to you for our like our advice when it comes Ooh, yeah. to comic book movie, Sean. Wow, the flash really film that we've all been waiting for. Is it going to be the best DC movie we've seen ever?
1: In a good way of phrasing that, thank you. Uh, no. <laughs>
2: Interesting <laughs> Is it going to be a movie <laughs> It's going to be no The Trench That's what I'll say it's, I'm still waiting I'm still waiting um, So Sean that's it actually for this week's Movie Mondays
1: What a week A lot of, lot of prequel news Lot A of, lot of, lot of follow ups to things that already mm. existed But good to know things are still coming out uh, Good to know things are coming back in cinemas Peter Rabbit 2 Go out and see it everyone Actually Everyone's probably don't stay Peter. safe
2: Stay uh, safe, get get vaccinated
1: Get vaccinated and all the rest of it You've heard it enough uh, Will I take us out, Connor? Yes, please Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays We will be back Wednesday with Weirdness Wednesday Friday with Hero or Zero and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on the Patreon. and um, Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. As Connor said at the start, we do our movie reviews. They all go up there. And um, we will be doing reviews of Loki as well. Is that something that we're going to do?
2: I think so. Every second week.
1: Um, yeah, every so often. We'll, we'll figure it out.
2: Whenever uh, we feel like it. Probably when series will
1: be over by months. Probably 2024. We'll do the key review. Yeah, we'll put up episode
2: um, one reviews. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and big thank you, of course, goes out to all our patrons. Waffles, here's some fun facts about New Zealand. Champagne oh. and oysters are mandatory after every arrest. Williams
2: interesting yeah. that is a
1: yeah. weird news shout out well done waffles well done waffles thank you also goes to Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe Ray at my click rate click Luke refresh repeat never give up Hickok didn't Bernie Ray things the heroes for hire are never going to do give you up mm. let you down run around desert you make you cry say goodbye tell a lie or hurt you ging Roisin Shredoshin Hallie uh, Ryan Satron Paint Evanson Sean Bone Jamieson dominic josiah florida Galgreen, anna maureen has the fry on helm Lil little dicky all righty then mcgrew and danny mclaughlin thank you all so so much for the continued support really appreciate it and um, uh, if you want a sports show you can head over there you can also follow us on all the social medias they're all linked below or most importantly just tell one human being that we exist just a one please and i think that's about it connor
2: I think so. So, I've been Conor Lawler. I've been Sean Lane. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.